Ladies and gentlemen, you know exactly what time it is. Welcome back to the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Anders Pryor. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your week. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Friday. I hope everyone's enjoying the weather that's getting you know, a little bit better. I, I was thinking the other day, I feel like every time I come on here, I always open open up the open up the show with some sort of meteorologist uh, report, um, letting you guys kind of know how everything is going as if you can't just look out the window and tell. But it is getting a little bit warmer. A lot of the, the my my shorts takes with with my uh insane threshold that that's starting to look a little bit more justifiable and a little less crazy and a little less stupid than it did before so uh, i'm glad that's I'm, gl- I'm glad that's out of the way i hope you guys are are listening to this nice and comfortably um i am drinking um i have i have my energy drink right here um i i have a celsius um, I don't know if if that's uh, if that's your guys's drink of choice, but gets the job done quickly. It's cheaper than Starbucks. It tastes better than Starbucks. Um, I feel you know this is a <clears throat> little bit of a gloomy spot, a little bit of a gloomy kind of subject area going into the show. So I need all the energy I can get. But look, we're going to talk about everything having to do with the St. John's game. Um, we're, we're going to, we're going to cover in all aspects, what I thought about it, what I thought it said, what I thought it showed. Um, and then what we're going to be doing today. And I feel like this is a very, uh, appropriate time to introduce this. And it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. And I think that this is about as good as any, uh, show to do it on, given the circumstances that we will be taking, uh, callers. Um, I, I have some, I, we, I, I got, gotta have some people, you know, t- tuning in and, and they're going to, I know they're going to have some things to say, some strong words. And so I hope that you guys enjoy it and I hope that it's not, you know, the only time that we'll be, we'll be on it, that, that, that'll be something that, you know, will, will happen consistently. But regardless of that, that'll come later. Right now we have a very important basketball game to talk about one that, I am probably going to hopefully enjoy talking more about more than I enjoyed uh, watching. So what went wrong? That's kind of the the opening question. I don't that's and I think that's the first time I've really um, asked um, that question to open up you know a, a game discussion. I want to start by saying this. And I don't, and and I was saying this to the people that I was watching the game with. How the hell is it always St. John's, right? Like I swear to God, it, it it's every year, you know, every single time, you you know you you get into, you know, uh, you you get into a, a conference, or you get into the Big East, and it, there's always one team, and this is true for the Villanova and the Big East, and it's true for for all call it's always one team and I think I mentioned this like for us it's St. John's like you know sometimes it's Seton Hall although there have been years where like Seton Hall's like actually been good and they've been like a single digit ranked team and you know moments you know 
to your spurts where it was Marquette, although now like they're kind of in a, in a very uniquely good spot. Um, it's always St. John's. It doesn't matter if, if we're awesome and they suck or if it's the reverse or if we're both above average or one's above one's below or we're both mediocre. It's they, they are, it's a team that almost chronically plays us hard or chronically we seem to have trouble with. I don't know why. Maybe it's a curse. I don't know. Um, and I, and I continue to make jokes with my friends um, and my the people that I, I talk about sports with and the people people that I work with, um, I, I don't think we're really, we're not used to seeing St. John's be this well coached. Um, I don't think it's really even properly set in. Um, to me, I don't think anyone's really, maybe this is just me, but I feel like no one's really fully digested and processed and integrated the fact that Rick Pitino, the Rick Pitino capital R capital P is the head coach of, of St. John's basketball. Um, I, I keep, you know, I, it's like, I, it's like, I think about it and I, and I, you know, as I'm thinking about the game beforehand, I'm like, okay, Rick Pitino, Kyle Neptune, Rick Pitino. And then I say, Oh, Rick Pitino's on the screen. I was like, Oh, okay. He's the head coach at St. John's. And, and they're, they're showing that in the huddle stuff on the broadcast and I get blown away. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, like this guy, like I, like I listened to this guy. I was like, wait a minute. It's like, I got to get out of the St. John's huddle. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, chiming in and paying attention. I'm being serious. Like he's great. He's so great. He's great for the, he's great for the conference. He fits into the Big East so seamlessly that it's almost comical. And last night, I felt like was his biggest, even more so than I would argue, the the first matchup because it was an MSG. That this was a really like making his presence felt moment. But I know that the the biggest sort of takeaway with everyone from the game. That was the most frustrating thing were were the threes, um, and the the numbers being just just egregiously four of twenty five sixteen percent, um. Bamba had two, Hausen had one, Dixon had one. Everyone else, I mean, it, it was bad. Hart was 0 for 4. Moore was 0 for 3. Longino was 0 for 3. Armstrong was 0 for 3. Burton was 0 for 3. Um, they just they just weren't following, and yet they they keep shooting them. Um, they kept they kept shooting them. Um, there was no kind of schematic sort of adjustment from Neptune sort of mid game in that recognizing that you know there's no momentum let's switch let's go mid-range let's go paint right let's do some wheel stuff and get some spacing um um i'm 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 having trouble coming up with words honestly um but it 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 was so just it, it it was it was it was psychopathic almost the way that they there was it was just just almost like a blindness to how it was not working there's the principle of you know go get a good shot for the great shot right 
that's one of the sort of threads of lessons that are that's used to emphasize the importance of you know things like ball movement um what happened a lot though was great shot to a per which there weren't many of by the way because because again saint john you know it, it, it there are many great shots in the big east just because of the physical style of play but then also against St. john's who plays particularly hard and matches up physically with us particularly well but whenever we did get one, there was a lot of times passing it up for the perfect shot. And there is no more per perfect shot in principle in basketball than a wide open three-point shot. And we still couldn't hit them and there was no adjustment. And, it, and you know, there were points, you know, in the second half where we were only, we were only down by five points and we didn't need threes. There, there, we, didn't, we weren't in a position to try, need to play catch-up situationally where, you know, the analytics of it, you know, didn't really, you know, the, the, the analytics of it, 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 it would have helped, but it wouldn't have helped. And, you know, there you get into a whole conversation about, like, analytics and how, you know, which ones are context-dependent, which ones are context-independent, and how should we balance between the both and, and what have you. Um, but I, I do think that overall, you know, um, it was a, it was the most stubborn I had ever seen Kyle. It was, it, I, and I, I think st I've been trying to find the word, but in this moment right now, stubborn is the best word that I can use to describe the game planning that was present. And it's not like. Um, St. John's is this wildly insane and high high ceiling three point shooting team the way that um, Marquette is or that or like Creighton is or like Xavier is um, or like not as much this year but how like Butler has been in past years this is not like that right um, but and we'll see how that evolves with Rick Pitino as his classes continue to develop. But however, like, but so they still like it was it wasn't a matchup where we needed to kind of keep on on toes, be keep keep you know keep catch up playing tag behind the perimeter to keep it in the game. There was no real need for that until the very end where we got ourselves in the hole that we didn't wait because we kept shooting threes and missing them. So there was no, there was no sense of urgency to make an adjustment, and that's not saying you have to go slow and take up thirty, you know, not even that 27, 25 seconds of the game clock to try and, you know, get get the shot or whatever, and then it, it, it all kind of just looks weird towards the end. Like you can you can play fast and still and get twos. You can get quick twos. Like that's something that, you know, we have the talent to do is quick twos. Um, but there was, you know, you don't have to play catch up the entire time you're down. I I think is the big message, and yet that and yet we we play like that. Even when we do hit our threes, it's not always the right thing to do. Um. But God, I mean, I I and there's always been and the whole even even when we make them, when we miss them, when we win or lose. A lot of people, there's this growing frustration, and I can start to feel it too after this game. Not not to the same degree, but I do feel it, is this idea that we 
do not make threes at a high enough rate to justify the percentage of sh- of our shots being from behind the three-point line or the percentage of how many of our points come from behind the three-point line. And again, the games where we go insanely effective from three are baked into that stat. Um, we've seen Dixon develop as a floor spacer. And it's something that Bamba is capable of and that Hart is capable of. And obviously we know how good Moore is. Um, and it's in that Mark, even though it's not the strength of his game, is capable of. But just because you're capable of something, that doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. And I know the threes are tempting. And they really are. And I value them. And, and, I, and I do agree that coaches, whether it's at the college level or the high school level or the NBA level, who refuse to embrace the three should be criticized. Um, and so... I appreciate the emphasis, but, and I appreciate how the three point shot is an effective part of step one. I think that the three point shot should be step one instead of, instead of step two. Except now, there didn't look like a, there didn't seem to be any kind of step two against St. John's. Um, it was kind of just step one, rinse and repeat, just with a different look or a different kind of screen. Versus, like, I feel like Patino had, like, six or seven different things going on. Um, um, and, I mean, it was a huge coaching coaching mismatch, I thought. Um, the biggest one that I've seen in the year. Um, and we, I, saw, I saw Neptune, you know, out-coach Hubert Davis and win. I saw him out-coach McCronin and win. I saw him get out-coached by Sean Miller and win. This was the... And, I, and I've seen him get out-coached by Shaka and, and lose, but lose in an expected way because of the despair, talent disparity between our roster and Marquette's roster. This was the biggest out-coaching job I've seen against Cal Neptune in what I would consider a winnable game. Um, and it sucks. It's, it's an, it's a re it's a sucky feeling and I understand why people are frustrated. Um, now again, right now, I, I believe that right now we hold as the eight seed. Um, I believe that's still correct. Um, I think as long as we keep it, I, I think we have, I think two more losses worth of breathing room before we have to get into like what I would call like panic section because like I said last week you know thankfully we have a lot of like kind of cupcake sort of games with 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 Georgetown and Butler and 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 Seton Hall Seton Hall's not a cupcake but you know I they've come down to earth a little bit um Butler Georgetown Providence it, Providence has looked vulnerable even despite the record if you watch their games they look very vulnerable all year they've had multiple games that they won that, sh- that they absolutely should not have um I think we'll be good. I think uh, uh, going until the end of the month, it'll it'll feel kind of crappy and a little bit hopeless. I think we'll be fine. I think we have a good opportunity in the last month of the year to really steer the course. But 
this is, I think, Kyle's big... I'm not putting really anything particularly on the players, um, but the philosophy from Kyle, I think you got to be willing to have a second, a, a plan B, a, a, a step two, and I didn't really see that here. And so this, this to me, I, I said it before, the one bad loss that I really saw in the whole year was the Drexel loss. This is, I think, bad loss number two. That that that's what I say. So we're at two. Now I don't think we're going to get a third one. Personally, um, I don't really. See, when I look at the schedule, I don't really see one. Um, because even Jay, whenever Jay had a bad loss, it was against you know St. John's again for some reason. But. We're at two bad losses, and I'm not. I don't know which one's worse between this and Drexel, because they're both bad for different reasons. But this, to me, felt like a huge microcosm of the problems that have existed throughout the season, and even into parts of last year. So, we'll see. But. And and maybe maybe we come back and, and we start to hit those threes, but there's gotta there's gotta be a second step. There's gotta be another method. We're now gonna go into the introductory and first ever caller segment of the Catitude Podcast. Um, we're gonna bring on some fans and we're we're gonna let them talk about what you want to talk, whatever they want to talk about. This is a this is a show um, made by a student, and it's a show for the students, and you know, and it's a show for the people. At the end of the day, so we want to bring the people on. We want to bring on the people that care most about the things that we want to talk about and that feel the most passionate. So we're we're gonna we're gonna kick things right off here, and we're gonna get some other voices. And let's we're gonna start here. Who do we have here? We have Zach. Zach from Mesa, Arizona, all the way on the West Coast. That's a nice change of scenery. What's up, Zach? What do you want to talk about? How's it going, Anders? You know, I just want to say I'm a big fan of the show. Listen to it a bunch. Uh, and obviously a big Wildcat basketball fan. Uh, you know, I love, the, I love the team. I love the organization. But uh, there is an issue right now with the coaching. And I think it's time we, fin- we finally talk about it. We address it. I do not think Kyle Neptune is the guy. I just want to talk to you about that. Okay. Okay. I. I. That good. Good. Strong opening, Zach. What. What. What's up? What. Do you, what do you think? Is, what do you think is going wrong? Well, here's the thing. It's just we don't look like we have a plan when we go into the games. It doesn't look like we really have a consistent plan. Um. We'll go. We'll get especially late in games. It feels like we're allowing way too many runs. Um. Which. Can has to be contributed to coaching, um, when the coaching just doesn't know how to fix it. And even when you get timeouts called, we'll come out of timeouts not really with anything changed. Um, and it's just at this point, I don't know how much you can trust Neptune to do what he want, what we want him to do at this point. Um, I don't even know if uh, the only thing I can think that could save Neptune's job right now is a tournament run, and I don't even think that's possible. So. I just want to know your thoughts on Neptune, and I just want to know if you if you agree with me, if you agree with me there, or what are your thoughts? On well, I, I I said earlier on the show, Zach, that I think that my, my, the way that I phrased it earlier in the show was I said that uh, I, I I said that 
you know, it kind of felt like, you know, we all thought that the biggest takeaway was the three with the three pointers and kind of just the, the low percentage, like 16 percent. It kind of felt like that was sort of step one. And then that it was kind of just rinse and repeat and then sort of just try to scheme up different ways to be effective at step one. And that there was no real step two. And it felt like Rick Pitino had a step five, step six, step seven. And, and just to just to you know go off the different looks that we were giving, and it, it, it to me it felt it, that was the the biggest I think coaching mismatch that I've seen in in the in this in the season, um, you know, and in that and that you know that says something given you know how we've we've gone the people we went up against in in non conference, but to me that from from a on the sideline off the court perspective that was the biggest mismatch that i i've seen this season i don't know if you can think of 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 a bigger one but that's what it was for me i i can't think of a bigger mismatch and i was saying i think that's the biggest blow for us uh in years for us to be honest i don't think we've lost a game that bad uh maybe creighton and creighton a couple of years ago but um but other than that like i think this is one of the worst losses we've ever had as a program uh just Shooting-wise, um, had in the Talenton era specifically, um, but it was just really hard to watch. And it, you go to the huddles and they do those they do those things on Fox where they kind of like listen into the yep. huddle. Yep. And it doesn't feel like Neptune's saying anything. Uh huh. Um, it feels like Neptune's just saying he's just talking. Things. He's just talking. He's just talking. It feels like I could go in there and say the exact same thing and it's still and, and nothing would change. Right. Um. It's just, I feel like what Neptune's doing, I feel like what Neptune doesn't know what he's doing. I feel like at this point... When Patino was talking in the, doing in the huddle stuff and they pointed the, I I said this earlier, when they pointed the camera and the mic at Patino, he was talking, I I was ready to jump through the TV and do whatever he asked me to do. Exactly. I I, I was, I was, I'm dead, like the, I think the, the, you could tell the mismatch, you didn't even have to... To, to and I know that obviously it's it's slightly unfair because Patino has so much more experience than Kyle. But you could t- you don't even have to watch the game to tell the mismatch was there. You could just look at both of those thirty second clips and see the disparity. Absolutely, and, I, and to be honest, like to be honest, like just I've always kind of been anti Neptune from early point. Like I'm not gonna say and say that like I ever believe like. I, I thought Neptune might be okay because he's Jay's guy and that was Jay's choice, so I wanted to believe it. But from an early stage, and it's even last year, early last year, you could just tell Neptune didn't have it. Right. He didn't have that ability um, to really lead that lead a group of guys to wins, uh, especially late in the season. Um, and so I just felt like um, I've always kind of been feeling like Neptune was not the guy and early signs of Big East play kind of showed me that. We had a, we had a pretty good conference of non-conference play besides the uh, really bad losses to St. Joe's and Temple, which are pen, which should just be, um, which are just terrible and are not, um, right. should not be used at all. But like, it's just, what he's done versus Big East teams, um, specifically, uh, Obviously, I think the UConn game might be more on Jay Moore, Justin Moore taking those two charges. But at some point, Neptune's got to be like, Neptune has to say something to right. Justin Moore saying, like, don't do that. Or, like, there's just, Neptune probably has to say, like, that was the biggest mistake a player probably can make 
getting two offensive fouls late right. in the game there right. uh, in our last two chances to win. And you just that it comes down to coaching, though. I mean, it all it all comes back to coaching. if it's if it's not if if the player if if you're asking the question which player is the loss on, and it, if it's not extremely obviously one guy, then it's the coach. Yes, absolutely. And so for me personally, I just I don't see a world where Talat is that head coach of Villanova basketball next year. Um. And what I would just it take? Don't what, see it. what would it take? Give, give me, give me, like, give, give sweet me. Sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Okay. I think you have to make the sweet sixteen this year for me to say yes. Um, or just not lose atrociously in the second round. Maybe if you play like number one. Maybe if we're an eight seed and you play the number one seed really close. Sure. Um, I think that would work. Um, but like if we lose in the first round of the tournament or. We we missed the tournament altogether, which is still a huge possibility based on the on the way we were co- we're playing, kind of his coaching. Yep. Um, you're, he's done. You you can't bring him back. Yep. Um, Villanova, you strive. You have a program where any coach in the world would want to come play for this coach for this program. Right. Um, because of the history, because because of the history, because of the yeast, because of the talent and just the namesake of Villanova basketball. I mean. Obviously, Villanova, a multi-million dollar company, multi-million dollar company. Right. Uh, um, but no, so it's just I think at this point you have to look at it as how Neptune will not be the coach next year, and he shouldn't uh-huh. be. I don't know what has to be done to show that even more mm-hmm. because I feel like when you're seeing how badly outcoached Cal Neptune's getting, uh- even like in games that's close, like I felt like, for example, our loss to even our St. Joe's and um, our St. Joe's and Ten losses, I felt like he got out coached. Right. Um, I think so. For me, like personally, like I don't see I just I can't. You can't keep. Um, he's not the guy. He's not. I understand he's Jay Wright's guy. He's Jay Wright's next place, but at some point you have to get a, get around that and realize maybe he's trying to be too much like Jay right. that it's not working. Pro- proxim- um, proximity to greatness does not equal greatness. Exactly, and so I think and I think you're seeing that a lot nowadays, right? right? I think, I think, and if you want to even go outside of Villanova, we go to like Alabama. Completely went outside the Nick Saban realm of coaching to find their next head coach. Mm-hmm. They did not stay with the Nick Saban brand. They did not go right. with Lane Kiffin. They did not go with a uh, um, Dan Lanning like, or or, Dan or, Lanning or Sark. Or they did not go with a Nick. They did not go with a Nick Saban yeah. guy. They went with Kalen DeBoer, who had no ties to Nick Saban whatsoever. Um, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I, I, I know that some people are are saying that they want to give, give, give Baker Dunleavy, uh, then the, the a, a chance. You wouldn't do that. You just go out and get the best resume available. I, I want to get the best resume. I want to get a big name. I want to St. John's Bonham. You want a home run hire. I want a home run hire at this point. I think it's okay. kind of needed. I don't see us being able to. Bring in a young guy that doesn't have a lot of experience and hope now right. to try to fix it. Now it's what you would not do. That's what you would not do, right? A young right. guy who you got in a young guy who you maybe could build into that Jay Wright type of guy, and it didn't work. Right. Um. So now you have to go with trying to get a home run hire to rebuild this program. There are people. There are people. Champs. There are people with Jay Wright qualities outside of Villanova. You just got to go find them. Yes. And you can't and I, you, you you can't find them unless you go out and in and, and invest in an interview process. Exactly. 
I agree. I think, and so for me personally, I want to get that home run. I want a home run higher. I want somebody that we can be like, this guy can at least get us to, this guy can consistently get us to a tournament. Right. Um, this guy is going to be the, this guy can be around for a while. This guy might only not be around for a few years, which can rebuild the program and build something. Um, yep. So it just is like, I feel like our program is in shambles right now in terms of we don't have a lot of guys after this year. Right. Um, we lose Dixon. We lose Justin Moore. Uh, I'm trying to think of which transfers I think we lose after this year as well. I think, I think Bur- Burton's gone. Burton's I, I, gone. I think, I think, I think, think Bo- gone as well. Yeah, I, I think Bomba. I, I think the only person that would come, if I'm not mistaken, I forget if Bomba. I think, I know Lance Ware is back. Right. Yeah, him, he, he's the one that I know is back for sure. Um, which, um, which is not great if, if there's one of those. Yeah. yeah. That's not no, great. No, so just for me personally, like this team is, um, we got a lot of chance going. I think the next class, like the next class, we have a lot of transfers coming right. in. Right. But no transfers for players. Like we're twenty twenty fours coming in. Nope. But um, the issue is, it's just not there. Like uh, we don't have the depth next year. Right. And kind of shown he can't be both that. Unless Matt Gene Hodge, gave, unless Gene Matt Hodge comes the, in, unless Matt Hodge comes in and like goes crazy, but that's a what yeah. if. But Jay Wright, Jay Wright gave Kyle Neptune the most, the the, the best recruiting class Villanova's had ever in uh, Armstronghausen and uh, Whitmore. Cam Whitmore, and he had nothing with it. Right. He then goes against a really, really good transfer class. And does nothing with it. Mm-hmm. So far. So far. Got nothing with it. Yep. At what point is it that, great, you can bring in, we got good players, maybe you can bring in good players, he's got right. some great commits coming in, but if he can't coach them into those great players, we have an issue. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No. I agree. I, I, I agree. It, it's it's sort of a, 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 if not now, when moment. And yeah, we, we're going to, it's going to take some time to really kind of get, you know, gain as the, we're not going to understand the full truth and breadth of what Kyle is as a developer and as a recruiter until, in, until we have a couple more years uh, of a, of a, of a sample, of a sample size. But, um, but, but yeah, no, we, it, it, we're not going to, unless, and again, we'll have depth if a lot of those, guys like Hodge and Mo if they, if they hit then it doesn't matter but again that a part of that's on them and part of that's just their own personal development but a, but there is a part of that on Kyle so 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 I agree and 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 right now you know even though two years is not a great sample we we don't we need more from him in terms of that development process Zach thanks for ca- calling into the show buddy I appreciate your perspective and uh thank 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 thanks for thanks for tuning in Thank you, Anders. It's a pleasure. I listen to the show all the time. I love the show. It's always a pleasure to call in and, and talk to you about talk to you about Villanova. So I hope I can do this more. Of course. Yeah. I hope I can do do this more. So I'm uh, excited to talk about it. Go Cats. I hope we. I hope they prove me wrong this year, but yep. I'm just not seeing it. We we all hope you're wrong. Uh, we we all Absolutely. we all hope you miss. Thanks for being a van, Zach. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Good stuff from Zach. Good stuff from Zach from Mesa, Arizona. No, he 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 is right. I I I think uh, 
I I think yeah the the perspective you know like um we we there's so much uh, we we uh, you know the, the 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 opinions of Kyle are so firm and so one side or the other and yet there's still so much that we don't know because being a head coach is such a multifaceted job and you know one of those things is you know it it is development like it it it's it's you know not just culture which I know was was a big part of what Jay is and you know obviously Kyle checks that box because of you know his affiliation but you know you gotta you know if these you know now he it's his team like he's he's the one you know Jay has a special role or whatever but it's his guys it's his recruiting it's his freshman so you know this is his image so and so we we need time to see it, it fully develop and fully flesh out and hopefully you know we'll learn in these next couple of years that he is in fact capable of that Let's go, uh, who do we have here? We got Joe. Joe from Buchanan, New York. What's up, Joe? What do you want to talk about? Hi, Andrews. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm, I'm good, Joe. What, what, what's on your mind, pal? You want to talk about St. John's? You want to talk about something else? I want to talk about how this losing streak that Nova's on, like how it's, how it's going to impact or affect uh, tournament or postseason chances. I want to get your input on that. Well, well, right now, bracketology wise, we're an eight seed. Um, I I think that um, I think that our out of conference stuff has kind of raised the floor, if that makes sense. But I think you know, my worry is that if we're having the aspirations that we want to have there's only so many more losses that we can have before we kind of lock ourselves into that, you know, you know, eight to 11 spot. And that's going to, you know, depending on the exact number and what have you, that's going to lock us into where we have to face a a one or a two seed pretty early. Um, But my guess is that as long as we take care of business against Georgetown and Butler and what have you and, you know, Providence has looked vulnerable and Seton Hall has come down to earth a bit, then 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 we 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 should uh, I think we should be fine. But, you know, kind of in that limbo mode where if we're an eight or a nine, where if we win, we're going to have to go straight into a one seed, which which that's not that's not ideal. But. Um, but that's just me, Joe. What, what, what about you? What, what do you think? How, how are you feeling? You feeling higher? Are you feeling lower? Or what's on your mind? No, I, I looked at the bracketology today and like, I okay. think it said like, um, we would be like one of the last four buys as of now, but okay. I could see it go way. Like I could see us getting a quality win, like against one of the other opponents, but then I could see us like having another stinker of a game. Right. To be honest. And, and possibly falling to like the first four or first four out of the last four in right it could it could honestly go either way in my opinion but i think i i I think i I think that uh with the way that we played out of conference you know i think if we if we get sort of like like a some miscellaneous last four in school where we have to play to get in I, I, where we had to like you know play for an 11 seed or something like that 
I'd be I'd be okay with that because we've shown in we showed in you know November and December that we can beat the teams that are in that sort of bubble range. So I I I if if that's where we end up and we have to play, you know, a team with a similar record from like a pat like a power you know like a like a group of five school, I I wouldn't I I I'd be okay with that. Yeah, like, but depending on who we would draw against, like you could draw against you know, like a higher quality team, or you could get like drawn against a huge underdog right. and they pull off upset. Like, yeah, no, it, 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 yeah. There's a certain element. We, there's we don't we don't control everything, which I know that for some fans is in, is anxiety inducing. Joe, did you watch the St. John's game? I didn't have a chance. I I didn't have a chance to. I was working that night, but. I've heard about it. I've seen all the all the media, all the all the comments. I've seen it going around, but I heard it wasn't that great. So. Yeah, the 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 it's uh the 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 three point shooting. I think was the thing that was the most frustrating for a lot of people. Um, I, we we had someone call in earlier and talk about the same thing. Um, we the 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 efficiency of our shooting. And the is is not good enough to justify the percentage of shots we take from behind the arc, and I think that it, it's even when we're in situations where we don't need threes, we pass up great shots for perfect shots, and then if we can't hit those perfect shots, then we're screwed. And we kind of we did that. I thought you know against St. John's to a a, a comical. And sort of statistically unsustainable, unsustainable, you know, rate. But I think that that's kind of the big thing that 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 everyone's frustrated by. Mm-hmm. We we had we our last caller. He he was pretty clear, you know. Um, Zach Zach from 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 Mesa, Arizona. Shout out to Zach. He he said it's a it's a big no, fat no for him from bringing Neptune back next year where do you stand no in my opinion like yeah i think i i could agree with zach because like i was actually reading a comment like before as like when they were showing like the huddles uh uh during the game um they were showing how rick patino was like drawing up plays like like coaching you know and then kyle neptune is like just talking he's saying stuff yeah no, Zach said Zach said the same thing, and I and I and I said it. You know, while he, I, I alluded to it earlier in the show, but I said it while he was on call too. You did not have to watch the game to see the coaching mismatch. You could just look at those two thirty second. Yeah, you, yeah, you could just look at those two thirty second clips of each coach talking and tell the disparity was there, and tell who had experience and who didn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got anything else for 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 me, Joe? Before we move on to the next caller. Uh, nothing else for me. Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing, and we'll talk again soon. Yep. I I hope no. I hope I hope you call back. This is our first time doing it this this segment. So thanks for being a fan, and I and I hope and and you know call back again and appreciate your time. Thanks, Anders. Yep. You got it. All right, Joe from Buchanan, everyone. It's almost 
I mean, look, the first two callers, and they've said basically the same thing. Like it, it the it, it's it's the huddle. Like it's a, it, it, the the quality of co- you know, all the coaching mismatch stuff. All for people that are not as experienced, all of your biggest flaws come out against elite opposition. And I thought that we saw that in plain sight. And and they they both said it in slightly different ways. Zach from Mesa, Arizona, and Joe from Buchanan, New York. But the principle is the same. Um, and you know maybe Joe was not as harsh as Zach, but I I, I think that uh, I I, I think that overall. You know, similar similar messaging, and you know, if everyone's saying the same thing, then I I think that it, it's a, it's a point to reality. Guys, that's gonna be it for me. Okay, um, we're gonna do this segment again because I feel like first of all, having callers on the show is fun, and it's and it's a it's a good way to add depth, but also you know, this is a very in, this is it's a people based team on a people based culture and it's it's not from a big place a lot of locals um you know that kind of based and I know you know it's a Philly school in quotations but it's really based on locals so i think that having people and especially what we had today with so many people from i guess it was really two but look it's going to start with two right now but as the show goes on we're going to expand that number and we're going to have people who want to call in on the show. If, if you want to, you know, reach out and, and come on the show, let me know and I'll, and I'll bring you on. This is, this can be this. If look, if we get to the point where this is a weekly segment, we can do that. Like every show. I'm happy for that. Um, I think, cause I think this is, this is a people's team, right? And I, I think that that's, I think that that segment's a reflection of that. So, Let's keep having the callers on, but look, I'm going to wrap it up here and we're going to look, keep the optim realistically optimistic approach going. Um, because just because we can criticize a game doesn't mean that the outlook can have bright spots that we can recognize. So we're going to keep that going. I'm going to come back with you, come back to you guys early next week. This has been the Catitude Podcast on the Believe Network. I've been your host, Anders Pryor. Take care. Have a great weekend. Go Cats.